This episode of the HE Tips Cast is sponsored by TextHelp. Boost reading, writing, and learning confidence with TextHelp. TextHelp is a world-leading specialist in assistive technology and literacy support software. They believe that literacy skills are every student's passport to academic, social, and professional success. They create smart, friendly software supports that enable young people to read and write with confidence. Read and Write is their award-winning software designed to support struggling readers and writers, English language learners, and students with learning disabilities by providing an easy-to-use toolbar that helps with reading, writing, research, and more virtually everywhere. Read and Write is available on Windows, Macs, and as a Chrome extension, and on both iPad and Android tablets. To find out more, visit texthelp.com slash readwrite. Need to make more time for reading? With Fluency Tutor for Google, you can do just that. This time-saving, leveled reading and assessment tool helps busy teachers bring struggling readers up to speed. Teachers can share an unlimited number of reading passages with students, then listen to, score, and provide feedback on their recordings. Try it for free at FluencyTutorForGoogle.com. To find out more about TextHelp and their award-winning software solutions for educators and students, visit TextHelp.com or call 1-888-248-0652. That number again is 1-888-248-0652. Hey, Dad, how do you eat an elephant with a fork? I don't know. How do you eat an elephant with a fork? One bite at a time. Hello and welcome to the AT Tips Cast, where we explore free or nearly free tools and strategies that can be used to help all learners, including those who are users of augmentative or alternative communication devices. I'm your host, Chris Bougay. This is episode 152, recorded on March 12, 2016. This is the second episode in a series exploring the selection and implementation of AAC devices for students with language impairments. In the last installment, we looked at the point of AAC. Just to summarize, the idea is that it's best to assume that students will someday be able to say anything they want at any time in order to produce spontaneous novel utterances. Language can be broken down into two general categories, receptive and expressive. Receptive is what you take in and understand, while expressive is what you produce or convey. Generally, people tend to be capable of understanding more than they can express. If you've ever studied a foreign language, you know this to be true. For the purposes of this discussion, though, we're really examining expressive language. If the end game of AAC is snug, and that's really what we're trying to shoot for, well, that's a lot of words. Not only are there lots of words, but those words need to be used in a specific order when putting them together. This just in, language is complex. Some people might have the misperception that learning language is like unlocking a door. If we give the student a key, the door will open and language will come spilling out. That, however, is rarely the case, because language is rarely something present, just trapped inside. Instead, learning language is more like building a house, where each brick is a word. Building a house is a better analogy, because people tend to understand that building a house usually takes a team of people working together over a period of time but all of those individuals come together using their individual skills to build a lasting structure. Building up a student's expressive language ability is much the same way, where a team of people bring their own individual skills, experiences, and expertise together to help that student. 
With all of these individuals working together, it's best to have some sort of plan to follow so everyone's on the same page. This could be a separate document that gets drafted or it can be something integrated into the student's individualized education plan. Like blueprints for a house, this plan can be referenced and adjusted as the building progresses. So what does this kind of plan look like? Well, it can look different based on the student's language abilities, but, but when you're first starting out, it's likely the student is just learning first words. So again, for the sake of this discussion, let's assume the students are at a very early stage of language development. If a student needs to learn all of these words, what's a good plan of action? Well, how do you eat an elephant with a fork? The answer is one bite at a time. The notion that a student will learn thousands of words and learn how to combine those words when a student currently has no words can be sort of a daunting task. In order to slay that dragon though, we break it down into its smaller parts by targeting one or two words per week. Pick a word or two, write them at the top of your lesson plan, and then plan for ways to teach those one or two words all day long. The average 18-month-old has been exposed to 4,380 hours of oral language at a rate of 8 hours per day from birth. A child who has a communication system, AAC, and receives speech-language therapy two times per week for 20 to 30 minutes will reach the same amount of language exposure in their AAC language in 84 years. A quote by Jane Corston. Imagine a table with two columns and a bunch of rows. The first column lists the times of day, like morning meeting, science, language arts, lunch, math, snack. In the second column, write down different ways to elicit those words that you're targeting, and then do that for each block of the day. Shoot for at least five to 10 planned or structured interactions in each block with a target of at least 100. Some might even say 200, but at least 100 for the entire day. Make sure that day does not just include the school environment, but every environment. The more opportunities the student has to experience and practice the words, the better. Remember, in case it isn't obvious, I'm not talking about drill and kill with flashcards or something boring like that. I'm talking about designing and structuring meaningful exchanges between people. Also, Post the word or words of the week up everywhere around the school, especially the classroom, but really everywhere, so everyone can see what words are being worked on. These words then become the focus of what gets practiced everywhere, including home, all week long. Each week, add more words, but don't forget about those words you practiced in the previous weeks. Just keep adding to them. Also, just because you're practicing specific words each week doesn't mean you don't model other words as well. Those one or two you pick just become the focus or target. If the average school year is 40 weeks long, you'd purposely target between 40 and 80 words per year. As the student progresses and learns a greater number of words, the focus can eventually change away from those individual words to more all-encompassing language concepts, such as present progressive forms of words, like ing, or teaching words that are related by meaning, such as temporal concepts, position prepositions, and indefinite pronouns. But how do you actually teach words? Teaching the words and language and how we use them all together is the fun part. Reading stories, singing songs, making analogies, putting on skits, drawing pictures, making movies, writing books, playing games, working on crafts, and creating multimedia are just some of the ways to learn the meaning and use of words. 
If you're with me so far and you're going to teach one or two words per week by structuring situations where the student is exposed to those words and has the opportunity to explore and use those words, then you might be asking yourself the next logical question. If you had the task of trying to teach thousands of words and you were going to do that by starting to teach one or two words a week, which words would you start with? Which words would get you the biggest bang for your buck? Well, we'll get to the core of that matter in the next episode. Just a few quick announcements before we wrap up this episode. If you happen to find yourself in Toronto on August 6, 2016, at the International Society for Augmentative and Alternative Communication Conference, I'll be presenting a half-day pre-conference session there with Carol Zangari, who you might know from her work on the practicalaac.org blog. The half-day session is called AAC Practitioners in the 21st Century, Leveraging Our Efforts Through Social Media and Digital Technologies. You can register for the session over at bit.ly slash Isaac Precons. That's bit.ly slash I-S-A-A-C Precons. And I'm still working hard to build the AT Tipscast YouTube channel, organizing videos and episodes into playlists. Please check it out, and if you find a particular playlist helpful, please feel free to share it with me. You can find everything over at bit.ly slash YouTube. Until next time, may all your interventions be inclusive, may all your strategies be supportive, and may you always target specific language concepts all day long.